Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Brendan Sampson. And I'm Matthew Jaronsik. Here's what's in the news for Wednesday, March 31st. Quinnipiac's Asian Student Alliance released an initiative asking for institutional and cultural changes within the university. It calls for changing disciplinary actions for students who carry out racially-based actions, support resources for international students, and improving diversity among Asian faculty and staff on campus. Carrie Zhang and Rachel Reyes, the organization's co-presidents, appreciate the university coming out with a statement but would like the administration to acknowledge crimes against both South and East Asian communities. In an effort to continue monitoring COVID-19 cases at Quinnipiac, the university announced that all undergraduate students will be tested every week until the end of the semester on May 7th. This extension came from a letter signed by parents and students to the COVID-19 task force and emphasized that continuing testing through April would help keep the community safe. Still, only 15% of graduate students will be tested weekly because they are considered low risk. The Oxford Consortium has selected nine Quinnipiac students to attend its virtual program from March 12th to the 28th. The program focuses on the issues of racial justice, minority rights, and religious freedom. For the program, each school is required to prepare a presentation on a related issue that will follow with a question and answer session. To learn more about the program, be sure to read it on page 3 of this week's issue. Beginning in the fall of 2021 semester, Quinnipiac will be offering gender-inclusive housing for students in the LGBTQ community. The university will be using this, along with new gender-neutral bathrooms, and completing the Campus Pride Index as a way of increasing LGBTQ inclusivity on campus. First-year students will have the option available when choosing housing on April 6th and 7th. On March 25th, a judge ruled on a class-action lawsuit by four Quinnipiac students and parents for tuition refunds regarding the transition to online learning in 2020. While two of the claims were dismissed, the other two, which are considered to be a breach of conduct and unjust enrichment are still being reviewed. Quinnipiac attorneys are arguing that the two current claims need to prove that online learning had less educational value than in person. However, the plaintiff's attorney claims that they are challenging the university's decision. The lawsuit seeks millions of dollars in tuition refunds, citing the loss of access to facilities and the university's failure to provide promised experiences. Despite appropriating the name of the Quinnipiac Native American tribe as its title, Quinnipiac University has never offered an Indigenous Studies course. Sophomore Legal Studies and Political Science double major Gabriella Colello is setting out to change that through a 12-page proposal that she sent to the university requesting an Indigenous Studies minor. Currently, the proposal has been backed by Professor of Political Science Sean Duffy and the President of the Indigenous Student Union Kiara Tantaquidgen. While Colello has many other hoops to jump through before it becomes a minor, She's hopeful that this will open up opportunities for more Indigenous Studies courses and other minors in the future. From March 18th to the 27th, the Quinnipiac Theatre Department performed the play in Iliad, an adaptation of Homer's epic from Lisa Peterson and Dennis O'Hare. Associate Arts and Life editor Ashley Pelletier gives her opinion on the play and some of the standout actors on page 6 of this week's issue. Something fishy is going on at General Mills. A man recently found shrimp tails in a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The debacle led to a public apology from General Mills on Twitter and left staff writer Neha Sinarain questioning the safety of processed foods that we eat. She walks through the shrimp incident and offers ways for students to stay healthy and avoid processed foods even on a budget. In the midst of Easter and Passover, the university will host a religious service for students who are not planning to travel home. With Quinnipiac honoring the first Passover Seder on March 27th, An Easter service will be held in the Mount Carmel Auditorium on April 9th at 9 a.m. Prior to the service, the university will be hosting its first ever glow-in-the-dark Easter egg hunt on the quad on April 3rd at 7.30 p.m. Despite the lack of kosher and kosher for Passover options at the dining hall and Jewish students not being able to traditionally celebrate Passover, Rabbi Rena Judd looks to provide her students with what she can. Popular YouTuber and multimillionaire David Dobrik was recently accused of sexual assault and racism. 
Dobrik and his six friends, or the Vlog Squad, as they're known on YouTube, have crumbled as a result. Staff writer Andre Grandalski walks through all of the allegations against the group and its downfall. While many of us had to isolate in our homes due to the pandemic, it had many people self-conscious of the way they looked and decided to make a change. Change is good until it hurts your mental health, often leading to body dysmorphic disorder. Associate news editor Nicole McIsaac explores the disorder and how it controls people's lives and relationships. In opinion, early in March, videos and photos of the women's weight rooms at the NCAA basketball tournament caused controversy. While the men got a gym full of equipment, the women only had one set of weights and a few yoga mats. These photos served as a tangible example of sexism, showing the obvious difference between the way these two groups were treated. Managing editor Jess Sims and arts and life editor Emily DeSalvo used this example as a spring board to talk about sexism in our world today. They talk about sexism in the workplace, politics, media, and how it impacts women's safety. As the decrease in mass shootings comes to an end along with many COVID-19 restrictions, gun violence worries many Americans. This is only highlighted in the recent attacks in Georgia and Colorado, as this is something that continues to be debated day in and day out. Opinion editor Michael Sicoli talks about how implementing a waiting period would help reduce gun violence across the United States. On March 25th, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill ultimately suppressing millions of Georgia voters, especially black voters. The bill will limit access to drop-off ballots, require voter identification for absentees, and ban snacks and drinks from being handed out in the voting line. Podcast producer Xavier Cullen runs through the bill, its impact, and the racist message he feels it conveys. In sports, while Quinnipiac Athletics has to deal with postponing and canceling games due to COVID-19, an area continues to thrive, eSports. Despite being recently recognized as an official club sport, it has been part of the university for the past five years and plays three games, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Rocket League, and Overwatch. Recently, the eSports team was named the number one team in the MAC conference, winning the regular season championship in February and placing second in the tournament championship. With gaming in the university growing, the club is open to introducing games like Valorant. Quinnipiac men's ice hockey was defeated in an overtime loss to Minnesota State on this past Saturday. In the final edition of Pete's Pond this season, Associate Sports Editor Peter Pekarski recaps the final game of the team's campaign, the players who will be gone next season, and the holes that will need to be filled for the Bobcats to compete. With Quinnipiac's men's baseball team starting the season at 2-6, and six, one would think that the team is going to have a season full of frustration and doubt. However, records do not mean anything, as a team flashed some excellence while showing some early woes. In Wolfswire, staff writer Jordan Wolf looks at these highs and lows that the team brought to the Diamond the past two weekends. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Matthew Jaronsik. And I'm Brennan Sampson. Be sure to pick up this week's paper or check out our website, quchronicle.com. We'll be back with more stories next Wednesday.